myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real Welcome to Commodity Comics. Hello everybody, this is episode number 10. Thank you guys for listening. Yay. We are your hosts. Welcome back guys. I am Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jennifer. Hello guys. Welcome. I'm very excited for this podcast because we're, we're <laughs> going to do a free giveaway um, at the end of this podcast. Hey. Uh, a, little, a little task for our listeners. And we're drinking two beers today. Yay. <laughs> nice. And we're reviewing a really cool book. So I'm very excited. Let's get this started. So right. what's uh, what's the achievement of la semana? Well, I'll start with my achievement. This is Kristen. And it um, relates to one of our previous episodes where we, um, we discussed George Perez's Wonder Woman Volume 1. Um, we, I remember we all loved it. Um, I recommend the crap out of it when I'm in the shop and somebody's interested in a Wonder Woman story. Um, and I just, um, love, love, loved it. Um, my achievement is that George Perez's Wonder Woman Volume 2 will be available in June. What? Hey! <laughs> oh my god! So cool. It's in this month's previews. So if you're interested, um, keep a lookout in June. It will be coming, and um, when you read a little bit of uh, the um, the what do you call it, the like the little excerpt of what's going to be coming in that book, it just sounds uh, super cool and interesting. And we all know that George Perez uh, does Wonder Woman justice. Um, Absolutely, but he single-handedly <laughs> saved Wonder Woman for me. Uh, yes. <laughs> So um, it's it's a collection of uh, more of the 1980s stuff that he wrote, and it says that um, it begins with Wonder Woman battling Silver Swan, which is, uh, I'm assuming, a villain, but I've never heard of that one before, <laughs> mm. um, and uh, Zeus uh, plans for Olympian gods to find a new home uh, among the stars. The Amazons decide to open their island home of Themyscira for to visitors wow. for the very oh, first time. Yeah. And apparently there's a, a murder that Wonder Woman um, has to deal with uh, um, of one of her closest mortal associates. So oh. it sounds like there's a lot of cool, interesting uh, stuff now that uh, Wonder Woman has uh, come to man's uh, world mm-hmm. and uh, what she's left behind. But totally, uh, it's George Perez, so um, I'm all about it. So I'm kind of excited about it. Same. That's definitely something I'm going to buy. So cool, dude. We can continue in volume form instead of, like, issues and get the full story. I love yeah, that. that. That's, that's that. my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. I'll go next with my cheese This is Jen. And my cheese some of you may have already seen it around, but it, in regards to Disney's new line of uh, live-action adaptations of their princess movies, for Mulan, the dirt is <laughs> Shang Li's character. Um, um, the, the I'll make a man out of you. Uh, the character who sings that, who's like basically the the general. The general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he might not. He. It's there was a script piece of script release that basically eliminates his character. He's not going to be in the movie. Oh, yeah. What? It's. That's it's, it's Rumors, but there there was someone got a hold of a script and they released it, and um, his character is not in there at all. It's gonna be, re- it, it might be replaced because nothing's substantial anymore. But 
if they do take that character out, I'm washing my hands free of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the they, it doesn't he play the love interest in the animated uh, mm-hmm. adaptation? Yeah, he's wow. the, he's the love. So they're like completely overhauling the love interest and oh. like really like he he was my fave. He was he is my literal fave. So like the fact that they're doing that is honestly so like frustrating. Yeah. The other cheese may is that there might not be any music, any songs. That's uh, yeah. kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So, and that was my main thing about the Cinderella movie one. Like it looked, it looked great. I had, I have a lot of issues with it, but like looks, visuals, it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Those costumes, I would kill somebody for one of those costumes. <laughs> like I would like right? Kate Blanchett's uh, uh, mm-hmm. olive dress with the with the yellow highlights. Kate yes. Blanchett's everything. Oh like, God! Yes. In every outfit. I she haven't used. seen any of this. Yeah. Oh, gotta see it. You <laughs> you have to see it just for those outfits because mm-hmm. they're yeah. they are so extra and I love them. It's mm-hmm. they were so good. But I and the plot wasn't. Well, it's Cinderella. And Cinderella yeah. was never very, very much my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, like, but the main thing was just, like, there was no songs to that, and people were just like, what the Hades is this? Yeah. You know, besides the, the whole... <laughs> 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 Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, that, uh, that's one of the many reasons why I didn't like Cinderella. I went to go see Beauty and the Beast, and again, some of... A lot of the outfits I really, really liked, and I really liked the music and the new songs that they used, and it really added more life to that movie. And, come on, Mulan is all about the soundtrack, as well as, like, the story is yeah. great, the soundtrack is great, like, who doesn't know I'll make a man out of you? I want to Re- see real-life Mushu. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come on, Reflections? Like, seriously? Yeah. Like, Christina Aguilera belting that out? Like, I still, I have that on my phone yeah. right now. Like, <laughs> I, I love, I love that song. Like, what little girl doesn't love that song? You know, I wasn't a little girl when Mulan came out, but that, uh, that movie was one of the uh, first Disney movies. And I was like, oh my God, yes, a strong woman coming out and, and uh, taking over a traditionally male uh, role. Completely uh, traditionally yeah, male. Like, and, and, and culturally out of, you know, she doesn't go along with the, the culture norms uh, mm-hmm. in her family. And I was just like, yes. And it's it's really stayed one of my, my favorite is Little Mermaid, even though <laughs> as an adult feminist, I'm like, oh my God, what is this crap? But it's still my favorite. I I have the whole entire soundtrack memorized. <laughs> but Mulan was one of the ones, like as a, a, a an adult female, that I was like, yes. Disney is like doing this right, killing it. Yeah. But yeah, and so um, um, some again, these are all just rumors and stuff. There's nothing uh, substantial about it. But a lot of people were saying that um, uh, that the reason that they were doing doing this is to wipe away any claims that um, uh, generally was bisexual because he did have affection. Oh for my god! Yeah. That's <laughs> I never would even yeah. have thought that. Yeah, uh-huh. and I, was, I didn't even think that either. I don't know why they go and get all crazy. Was it because of the backlash of the, you know, the um, what is it that um? Oh, the gay the, scene the, in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
wasn't even, wasn't I know, I, I haven't thing. seen it, but I heard a lot of people who actually saw it. There was yeah. like, it, the hype was nothing, about, it, people got upset over nothing. Yeah, know? people are, again, probably to them it's like something like, oh my god, how dare they have like men look at each other this way. But honestly, like, I've seen more salacious things, and I'm just like, that's nothing. And yeah. it's, it's a very easy thing for Disney to make a stand for because like, there was like, there was like it was like basically nothing. Like mm-hmm. calm the fuck down. Like how how repressed are you that that bothers you? Apparently very repressed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we grew up watching you know freaking Elmer Fudd fall for uh, Bugs Bunny dressing up as a female all the time. Like <laughs> that's true. We never we I never saw it. Yeah, any, you know, yeah. it was fine with me. I never gave it a second thought. And yeah, me either. It wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. And now, like this thing is a big deal. And kids yeah. would not give it a second thought either. It's the adults that are crazy. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. kids. <laughs> kids don't care. No, they don't. They really, really don't. Like I said, I went with my siblings. They didn't even realize. It, until like towards the end, they're like, oh. <laughs> uh, they're, they're a little, they're a little older, and uh, me and my sister were busy like uh, singing along <laughs> to the movie. But yeah, it's um, um, those are the rumors going on for that, and uh, that and the character the who's replacing uh, generally is a character who's supposedly gonna hate Mulan as Ping until they find out that Mulan is a woman. Um, oh yeah and so okay. like and all of a sudden he doesn't like hate her whereas in the animated movie you can see yeah. that he he's he's affectionate towards his soldier and yeah. i'm just like huh y'all suck Aww, <laughs> well we'll see what happens but um this is very disappointing i feel yeah mm-hmm. but again maybe the fact that they're getting a backlash already for this yeah like um because uh, it's it's rumors, but people are already just like, why the fuck would you do that? Kind of like it doesn't really matter. Like we want you, <laughs> we want uh, uh, Li Shang, um, uh, and then hopefully they'll see that, hey, like maybe we shouldn't do this. And the fact that Beauty and the Beast made a lot of money, mm-hmm. a lot of money, more than Cinderella. Mm. Um, I have to say, I don't even remember Cinderella being a thing. Like, I, right now, I'm listening to you talk about the fact that it was, and it was out, and you saw it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. where was I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if I saw it in theaters or if I saw it after on DVD or something. I, don't, I think I might have seen it in theaters. I, I definitely saw it after. But, okay, I I might have because I remember the screen being very big. That's all I can remember. <laughs> and I think I went I went to go see it during matinee. Again, it was just kind of like I was – it was an off day for me, and I was just like, oh, I'm just going to go see it just to see what's up. And mm-hmm. I heard about the costumes. I, I really, really love costumes. Um, but like I said, a movie can look as great as it wants. It still isn't going to hide the fact that it's garbage. <laughs> that is so true. And um, I actually only saw it. I wasn't really interested in watching it, um, mm-hmm. although I'm a, I'm a fan of, of the animated movies Disney puts out. But um, I wasn't really interested in watching it um, until they started saying that um, her Cinderella's waist in the in the gown was too thin. Oh, yeah, she was wearing a corset. And I'm like, mm-hmm. first of all, she's a thin this actress. sounds familiar. Yeah, you remember that? It looked like... The poster, it looked like she had been photoshopped, but she wasn't. It was the corset. And um, I was just like, well, um, I, mean, yeah. I mean, she had really poofy shoulder, um, yeah, a really poofy, poofy dress, dress and the and corset the and everything. It made her look like, 
a palo. Yeah, like, the, like um, her waist was really skinny. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, she had those poofy um, sh- uh, uh, sleeves, like uh-huh. so that perceptively makes yeah. you know whatever yeah. you cinch in the middle really skinny. Yeah. Even her shoulders look tiny because her dress was just really poofy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, come on, guys, did you not go to like? Art class. I mean, I know it's a you know prerequisite <laughs> for you to graduate. <laughs> I'm like, hello. Uh huh. But um, yeah, and that's the only reason I watched it. And uh, yeah, you're right. The costumes were really on point. Yeah. So, and it was the whole reason why Emma Watson didn't want to wear a corset in this one. But you know what? I'm gonna be real. I hated the dress. Did you? <laughs> I, I, I hated. I hated the dress. It it only looked good when it was in movement, and it it only looked like in movement in the dance scene. And that was when, like, it literally, like, maybe flared out, like, like when she, like, had that, he had to carry her. That was the only time it marginally looked good. I I love Emma Watson. I love Beauty and the Beast. I did really like this movie, but I hated that dress. Mm. It, was, it was my enemy. I was just <laughs> like, yeah. mm, no. I mean, it was an occasion to definitely dress up. <laughs> like, like, you know, she, you know, she, she usually wears that blue dress with the little white apron. So, I mean, you know. Right. <laughs> you want to change it up a little. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's how I feel. I'm like, if you're going to give me a chance to wear a puffy dress, I'm wearing a puffy dress. <laughs> hey, that's, isn't that what quinces are all about? <laughs> you you will go with the most fabulous, puffiest dress there is. I hate, I, 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 not that I hate them, but I'm just like, when I, I've been to quinces where the girl just wears a plain dress, and I'm just like, like, dude, when I are you? Know. They're like, oh, well, I'll wear a puffy dress on my wedding. I'm like, what if you don't get married? Yeah, it's true. It's a, it's a, it's a, only time, guys. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that video that you put up about oh, uh, yeah. the mariachi version of uh, Beauty and the Beast. And oh, yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. that. I, I, I like that dress, like that interpretation. Exactly, of it. and it um, was kind of a little um, Mexican yeah. folklore interpretation mm-hmm. of the dress. Yeah, and th- and I was thinking to myself, is that better than? that movie dress (laughs) hands down it was I've seen cosplay where girls have made that dress and it looks amazing it looks absolutely fantastic and then 160 million dollar budget and that's what you give me (laughs) like god damn I wanted I want I wanted gold embossed in there I want gold (laughs) and lace like you you tell me you spun that gold like freaking um (laughs) rumble (laughs) silk skin (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay well hopefully these uh mulan uh hopefully they fix up whatever it is that they're doing with mulan right now because when they announced it and first they they everybody was saying like okay there there better be a bunch of asian actors there better be only asian actors and and i was just like yeah it's set in ancient fucking china yeah like Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like and China was like you got you had you had the Mongols which are basically the enemies in this. I mean you can even throw Japanese people in there, you can throw um basically the entire of the entirety of southern China in there too. Like you could do a lot. You can mm-hmm. do so much but you cannot deny that Eastern like this is Eastern Asia. There's Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Even now, it's still pretty uh, homogenous uh, group. Right. Yeah. So if I see a gringo in there, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm calling it out. I'm calling it out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, Disney, that trombone for you. <laughs> Sorry, do you have some cheese, Uh Yes, um, I am excited because uh, iZombie is coming out April the fourth. 
It is actually season three, guys. I'm very excited. I saw the little trailer, and it looks wonderful. Uh, we see uh, in the little trailer, we see Major and um, Liv, and they're talking about because now that you know they know that everybody is a zombie, well within the group, and then now the uh, detective that is her partner, well not really her partner, but. He's always asking for her help. Um, he knows that there's zombies. Oh, he does now. Yeah, and I'm still um, behind. <laughs> and um, there's a, uh, I guess a uh, kind of like a SWAT operative as well. Um, that she, it looks like she's gonna join the group too. So I'm like, yeah, it's a woman. Yes. Oh, nice. So I'm just really excited because I'm like, yes. I'm behind. I've been on waiting forever for this to come out because I was like, okay. Jane the Virgin's out, uh, you know, um, <laughs> the Flash is out, um, you know, we got Riverdale now. I'm like, what's going on with that exomian? And they told me that there was going to be a new season, but um, there was, like, no date or anything, and I well, thought maybe see, they scrapped it. I always know that iZombie is coming back because Robert Buckley is back in town, and that means he's done shooting, and <laughs> he's, he is, uh, and, and the show is soon to come on, and he was uh, spotted in Santa Monica about two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he is, nice. and he's so nice. Oh, he, he looks nice. He's very <laughs> nice, I guess. Oh, that is awesome. So that's my cheese man. I really can't say more about it. I mean, I don't know any more than anybody else, but I'm just excited it's back, and I cannot wait to see it. And I think for iZombie, I will check my uh, CW app regularly. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey. Another thing that I like is that my nephew sees it as well, so we talk about oh, it yeah. on the ride uh, uh. From, from his mom's place. So I'm like, yes, something more to talk about with him. I mm-hmm. always... Uh, surprises me at how many shows are on TV right now that are based on comic books. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. We're living in a golden age. <laughs> I, that's what I keep saying. Like, yeah. Like, a lot... There's going to be a whole slew of um, um, comic book-related um, uh, TV shows that are going to be coming out soon. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I cannot wait. Um, so we are drinking beer today. Uh, we are actually drinking, uh, we're drinking two, but our first one is My Bloody Valentine Ale. It's by Alesmith. Uh, Alesmith is a, um, is a brewery that's located in San Diego, California, San Diego. Um, I believe that's the whale's vagina for everybody else who remembers that movie. I always said the whale's vagina. Um, what it, movie is that? A uh, uh, Ron Burgundy? Uh, the oh, Legend of Ron Burgundy? I don't know it, but yeah. 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 And the author. <laughs> um, <laughs> it actually means whale vagina in Spanish. Anyway, that, I thought that was <laughs> Every time I think about San Diego, I always think Ron Burgundy. Uh, but again, this, is, uh, this uh, particular beer is called uh, My Bloody Valentine Ale. It is 6.66%. Um, So what do you guys think of the beer? I really like it. I was just telling Jen that I'm starting to come around to these darker ales and porters, and uh, they're really, really uh, gaining favor with me. It's never, it was never a beer that I would see on a a menu and be like, yes, I'm going to try that. Um, But this one's, it's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I really can taste like a, there's, at the end, there is like a a caramel flavor to me. Yes. And, yeah. I don't want to tell you guys what the, Flavors. I want to hear what you, but you got it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like well, I, I have to, I, I'm, I'm going to admit that I read the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. but I really did taste it. <laughs> right? Right, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really like it uh, a lot, and it has a very um, like uh, flavorful bouquet, uh, and it's very smooth. Um, it's not overpowering. The flavors all uh, blend well together. Mm-hmm. I like that uh, initial kind of a uh, chocolate scent oh. right, yeah. in, right mm-hmm. as you're drinking it, and yeah. you smell it. You could totally take the chocolate into it, and it's kind of a bittersweet chocolate, so it's yeah. not too sweet, and it's kind of like a nice kind of a bitter end to it which yeah. i like yeah I like there it. is a little bit of a bitter end yeah i really do like that one and um i confess that i did i'd also well <laughs> you read it out loud, so I was just like oh, okay yeah makes sense i do i do love the smell of it it's, it smells like you said bittersweet chocolate and um they had, it, there was a mention that it was also made with toast, and I was um uh, what? Yeah, and I could. That's what I got. I got mostly the bittersweet chocolate. I couldn't taste the caramel, um, but I definitely the kind of like the to- toast has a taste. Yeah, I love toast. Yeah, it has a like. I, it has not exactly burned, but that 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 kind of taste of like a perfectly toasted bread yeah, yeah and i really like that so i'm all for that along with like it it feels like i'm eating i'm eating i'm drinking <laughs> i'm g- i'm drinking like toasted bread with nutella with bittersweet nutella Ooh, oh that's that, a nice representation yeah. of the that's, a, that's basically that's what yeah that's what a, it, i am i am drinking bittersweet nutella toast on toasted bread Nice. And I'm all for this. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I was trying to, because you're right, it's kind of like the uh, chocolate uh, caramel flavor, like Nutella, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Yummy. And it's not very, very, very sweet, so it's, it's. I really like yeah. that. That part I really like. Mm-hmm. I don't like sweet beers at all. Like, I'll try a shandy every once in a while, but it's sometimes just, and then also I'm not a cider, a fan of ciders at all. <laughs> right? I, I, um, I used to have ciders, but then it started to upset my stomach, so I can't drink uh, them anymore. Uh, yeah. I think it's the, it's the apple portion of the cider. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. So what do you guys rate this beer? I gave it a full um, like I said, I'm coming around to the darker beers. This ale is really good, um, and uh, I, I'm definitely becoming a fan. Um, it's not the uh, the yummy uh, Belgians that I prefer, so that that's keeping me from a rigid. But um, it's definitely a fool. Excellent. I actually also give it a fool. Um, this would be something that um, I could possibly drink while I eat. Yes. Which I wouldn't normally mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. but this seems like something that I could do that with. And so yeah. I'm going to give it a full. Yeah, def. Um, I'm going to go with the full as well. Uh, as I've mentioned before, and as you guys have seen, usually I'm not a fan of the uh, darker beers. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I really like this one. It was, it was pretty good. Um, uh, and like I said, it, anything that reminds me of Nutella immediately has my <laughs> approval. So... I'm going to go with a full, yeah. All right, so I guess that's full, full all around. <laughs> all right, guys, what book are we reading today? Oh, oh right. no, no. 
I'm so sorry. It's the beer again. <laughs> Why am I a part of this? Every time I drink, I always mess it up. Um, so as we all know, everybody, boys and girls out there in the listening land, um, um, Iron Fist came out. Uh, we're not yes. going to spoil anything, so don't worry. We're just going to give kind of our two cents on the uh, subject, just only because um, I chose to put it up on the on the, on the the docket because I was thinking that there's a lot of backlash online mm-hmm. for this, mm-hmm. this series, so I just wanted to get your two cents on it. So, Kristen, what do you think of uh, Iron Fist? Well, Iron Fist, like you said, it came out uh, this weekend. It was uh, Friday at midnight, and I was awake. Uh, I actually took a little nap from, like, 10 to 12. (laughs) I woke up at 12.30, and I started watching it, and I – this is what I'll say about that. Um, The first two episodes – the first episode I felt was kind of slow, and it kind of got me um, like, ugh, uh, it, disappointed. Is, yeah, at, at the first one, and then the um, the actor that was the actors, uh, and I know that based on our conversation earlier, you're not gonna like what I say, but the sister Joy and the brother Ward. I was like, they're so annoying. I don't like them. <laughs> really? In the first In episode. In the first episode, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, because they were young kids, right? Uh, uh, were they young kids? No. They, I'm not... They did show some young kid stuff. I don't know what episode it was, but they it, that wasn't. I don't know. Oh, you're right. It's just you're because right. Because I didn't. You know, you, when you when I don't know about you guys, but when I watch any new um, series, it takes me a while to warm up to the characters, regardless of who they are. And that's kind mm. of where I was. And I felt like the first episode was super slow, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep going. After the second episode, I wanted to keep watching, and so um, I that to me was a testament of the fact that. I was fully entertained, and it was three thirty in the morning, two thirty in the morning, and I was oh like, "Oh, God. I have to get up early. I don't. I need to just uh, go to bed." So I forced myself to go to bed, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to keep watching, and I, so I think that is uh, kind of a, a good indication of uh, the fact that um, I always say I'm easily entertained, <laughs> 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 and like as opposed to my husband, we and, he and I can go see the very same movie. And we both walk out, and uh, someone asks us how the movie was, and I'm like, "Oh, it's good." He, on the other hand, will have charts and diagrams and like all this like intricate, deep like analysis. I'm like, "What? It was good." <laughs> so um, take that with a grain of salt. That's uh, what my uh, you're you're getting your uh, iron fist <laughs> analysis from that kind of. <laughs> A TV watcher, uh, but I've I've finished it. I finished it today, and um, there were some disappointments to me. Um, like the ending was a little bit disappointing, and some uh, other things throughout um, were a little bit disappointing. Having read the Iron Immortal Iron Fist um, uh, Matt Fraction run, uh, Volume One, uh, I I wanted was that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Volume One. Yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, include a lot more of. Uh, the awesome like story building that we got in that book that I didn't really see in the movie and uh, I mean in the show and I wish that we could have because visually I wanted to see a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself um, I immediately liked it. Um, I wasn't really sold on the main character playing the the, the actor playing Iron Fist only because um, he seemed really innocent and wide eyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the as the series went on, I kind of realized that uh, where that character or the way that um, 
character uh, sees life in that sense um, because of certain things that happened to him um, in the backstory. Um, I, I enjoy the effects. I really like the um, music background because it sort yes. of sounds like Tronish. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. And I really like um, uh, the little kind of moments we hear like uh, old school hip hop. Yeah. Um, because he's a fan of old school hip hop because um, for obvious reasons he has a very old iPod. <laughs> um, uh, but I really like that. And um, as I was telling um, Kristen earlier today, I really love the character Joy because they don't really write her like they usually write women characters where they're uh, very emotional or um want explanation on things or like oh why can't you share your feelings with me or Mm -hmm. make things about themselves that's what they do with arrow and Mm -hmm. a lot with arrow and they're starting to do that with um the flash um so i really hate that yeah although i am a very emotional girl i mean i've cried here several times (laughs) (laughs) and um you know, but I know that there's a lot of women that are not, yeah. you know, and uh, and to always typecast this that way, like always write a character, a, a, a female character like that, or they, they'll try to do like a strong character and then they'll write her as a real emotional wreck, sort of like what they did with Olivia Pope. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's some deep there. I see. Yeah. There's some salt there. I'm, I'm, like, oh. salty one. <laughs> no. I'm like, she was so, like, on it for the first season. And then, like, ah, oh, she's all like, yeah, I'm in love with, you know, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but, no, I really enjoy that about Joy. I enjoy that about Claire, the nurse. Um, um, she needs to come more often. Right now she's doing a, uh, she's uh, in several episodes of Iron Fist, which mm-hmm. I really like. Um, I like the backstory. I've never read any um, any Iron Fist comic books, but now I'm really eager to do so because there's a lot of things that I'm missing um, as far as characters and who's coming into the story and what that means to the character yeah. and the full story in, in the whole. But I really I really like it. I really do. And I was telling Kristen that there's a lot of uh, – we were talking about how there's a lot of people talking on Facebook that this sucks and it's not very good and blah, mm-hmm. blah, and a lot of people are con- uh, comparing it to uh, Batman or – um, kind of like telling Arrow's story all over again. Um, I think that um, it's a really good show. It's not always going to be a win-win with, with these Marvel shows on Netflix. I mean, mm-hmm. you got a good shit, like, <laughs> shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got some good stuff like Daredevil, and then you got Jessica Jones, which is not for everyone. Um, and a lot of people will tell you, I didn't even watch Jessica Jones or whatever. I particularly love Jessica Jones. And then you get something like uh, uh, Luke Cage, which everybody loved, and it was Amazing. a smashing, wonderful hit. Um, but then, and then you have Iron Fist. So it's not always going to be a win-win. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I really did. I, I, I'm on the 10th episode, and I had to make myself stop watching <laughs> it because I had to wake up early. And um, and I had several other things to do, and I knew if I started watching it on Friday night, I wasn't going to go to sleep. Yeah. And, and then when I said, okay, I'm just going to watch one episode, I ended up watching three. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know what to tell you guys. I, I feel that it's a good series. I really do. I mean, there's other shit out there that is not very good, like um, that nobody's really, you know, giving them a bad rap for. Um, I, I, I think this is really well made, and I really like the writing style. I really like... Um, the dialogue. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. That I particularly love it. Um, so I'm excited to see the end. Um, like I said, I'm in episode 10. 
So I think that uh, maybe once we've all seen it all the way through, it uh, deserves for us to come back and oh, absolutely um, and revisit well, it. <laughs> because yeah, I, I don't really want to say much. Uh, Jen hasn't seen any of it, and I, I know probably not. a lot of you listeners haven't seen um, all of it or have finished. But um, I'd like to talk about maybe some of the backlash that has happened um, about you know cultural appropriation and all that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. it is worth it is worth a- addressing, and um, I think that it. It's a topic that keeps coming up over and over again with uh, these comic book adaptations. So um, I definitely our first our first uh, little review is you know it's it's entertaining it's good we we like what we saw and go watch it but I think that for sure there's a lot of things um, that have to do with this TV show that uh, require a lot more detailed so, discussion. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and Jen, have you read anything on Iron Fist before? Um, well, Kristen runs the comic book group, uh, for Heidi Hill, and, uh, we actually read Immortal Iron Fist, um, the Matt Fraction run, um, the volume one, and honestly, if I had not read that one before, I would have zero interest in Iron Fist. Okay. I would be, like, I would stereo, like, I would just be like, ah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, but as is, I understand why some people are conflicted about this. But I also understand why others are not. And it goes beyond like the whole like the fact that like he's white, he's being cast in the mighty whitey trope, and I, like that's why I get that, and it's frustrating and everything. But if it's because I read that Immortal Iron Fist run, I I understand now that a lot of Danny's conflicts as Iron Fist come from the fact that he yeah that um, um that the tensions between him and um. Uh, and not exactly villains, but I guess uh, the other people is the fact that he is the Iron Fist when that title should have been to somebody else, mm. uh, somebody who came from that culture. So um, I, I'm going to see Iron Fist. I do want to see it because um, uh, it's something that I really, really want to see. And Matt Fraction really did make me interested in the whole world-building aspect of it. And uh, I want to see everything else about that. Um, and I was... And I want to give a more, a, like, concrete critique of it or praise of it in that manner. Um, but it's Iron Fist in total, like, all, mo- most of what everybody knows about him is that he is Luke Cage's best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's Luke Cage's best friend, and uh, he hits stuff with his fist, like, really, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but you know, in light of us coming back and reviewing it after Jenna watches it, I want to go ahead and read the Matt Fraction so I can have more of an understanding on the character itself, and then we can be on the same page. So yeah, I think that would be so cool, because yeah. I, I want to learn more about this character now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, we read it in as part of the weekly comic book discussion group that we have at Heidi Ho, and the person who recommended it... Um, prefaced it by saying that there it was it was big it was a, a volume one and it was 12 it was 12 issues plus some like one shots so oh, i think wow. it was like a total wow. of 16 yeah so it's pretty big yeah. um and he mentioned that there was a lot of world building that mm-hmm. uh, a lot of backstory a lot of um a lot of like mythos and stuff and he wasn't lying and it was really super interesting and uh mm-hmm. it actually i think uh lent itself to helping me understand some of the scenes in the show and I was I was like uh, uh, Captain America I got that reference <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's 
see, that's how I want to feel when I watch it. So I'm definitely going to pick up that book, and mm-hmm. I want to be on the same page with you guys. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm excited about this. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about the next episode, and we haven't finished recording this episode. Yeah. But, <laughs> yes, definitely. Excellent. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm I'll so get glad. around to watching it. I'll probably watch it in, like, one day or two. <laughs> yeah. That's usually what I do, but I just mm-hmm. had some stuff planned over, so I just I couldn't do it. Yeah, and I promise I'll actually finish it. <laughs> <laughs> or get close to it. Yes. <laughs> Exciting news, guys. Because <laughs> um, uh, just a little bit TMI, but I never finish anything. Like, I, I legit never finish anything. It, I have so many things I need to finish. And um, I technically didn't finish Luke Cage. Oh. <laughs> there, there, I said it. I, 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 I still technically haven't even finished Daredevil. What? <laughs> I can't believe it. I started, again. <laughs> I, started season, I started season two as well without watching that last episode. And I'm... I still haven't finished that one either. <laughs> I haven't finished Jessica Jones. <laughs> really? Oh, what? my goodness. It's always the last one. <laughs> Jeez, what the heck? <laughs> the only things I finish are movies and books. Okay. okay. And it's just a, like, I, this is just a thing with me and TV. Um, like, I have, n- I, I don't think I've ever finished an, a TV show. Like, except maybe super, no, not supernatural. Like, I'm not. (laughs) Once Netflix came into my life, even before that, uh, before it was streaming and it was just like you had to rent it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I was all about, like, uh, binging uh, series and going from Mm -hmm. beginning to end. And once I started, I couldn't start another one until I finished that one. (laughs) I completely agree. Now that I'm juggling several shows, I think it's my evolution as a, as a, as a binger, you know, like now I can do it. But before I was just like, yeah, I would just see one series till the end and then I can continue on to the next. Yeah. 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 You know what? I'm a liar. I finished Supernatural all the way up to season six and uh, I stopped there. Like I have not watched up to, what is it? Season 12 now? Oh my goodness. Like I dropped wow. it. Yeah, I, I dropped Supernatural. I was just like, this isn't my shit anyway. <laughs> um, I technically never finished the BBC Sherlock ones either. Oh yeah. my god, there's only like three episodes in this season. When series, even when series take crazy like left turns out of nowhere and start like just totally being a shell of their former selves, I am right there watching it. <laughs> I watched Lost every single episode oh. to the end. I watched Prison Break all the way to the end, and I am super excited to see them come back. I mean, when I saw those two brothers, when I saw Wentworth Miller and uh, the other guy, I don't know what, remember what his name is, mm-hmm. in Flash as uh, oh, uh, Captain Cold, or yeah. is it Captain yeah, Cold? Captain and Cold and some other, I don't remember the guy's the, name. The Fire Dude. Yeah, the Fire yeah, Dude. Fire dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> it's the prison break brother. <laughs> and that's all I could see. Yeah. Uh-huh. I only could, I was like, in my mind, they were the prison break brothers, like, dressing up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's, that's hilarious. That is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't, I'm the opposite. I don't stop. I don't give up. I, I stick with it. I don't give up. It's, it's not, okay, okay, it's not that I give up. It's just that I... 
Life gets in the way. Yeah, life yeah. gets in the way, and then I never return. Yeah. <laughs> Me and TV have a oh, very per- intimate relationship. No, so. I do, too. I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know if I can, would continue if it sucked. Like, for instance, I gave up um, that happened. Not happily over after that one. Uh, once upon a time. Yeah, once upon a time I gave that oh. up. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you know I'm usually a stickler too. Yeah, actually I need to go back and finish that one because I was watching that one and then we got rid of cable and all of my recorded uh, episodes got lost when we had to turn in the DVR. Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix now. Yeah, I saw yeah. it was on Netflix. So I that's on my thing. Uh, my list of things to do is to go back and watch it because I really mm-hmm. liked it. Nice. Yeah, another reason why I don't finish things is because I always find out at the end. Oh, and that adds that extra, like that always adds that extra little bit of well, like well, like technically the whole hell and I mean I could see it, but I technically already know. That's true. But I I don't know. It's like I never walk out of a movie. Maybe because I'm paying for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, of course, yeah. Like, I'm going to see everything. I saw I saw Batman vs. Superman to the bitter end. Uh-huh. I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think we all did. And uh-huh. I was going to go see Suicide Squad, too, but my husband <laughs> <laughs> lo- he, he couldn't. He could never pin him down to go watch it. So uh, as soon as it comes out on uh, Netflix, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I probably will, I believe. Yeah. yeah. yeah I want to watch it. If anything, just for um, um, their pyro guy. Diablo? Oh, yeah, yeah, Diablo. Diablo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seemed really interesting, so I was just like, I want to know Crazy more Beautiful about guy? Yeah. Yeah, Crazy Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know him, Crazy Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So now, Sarah, you can I'm do your introduction. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we reading today? <laughs> <laughs> so today we're reading All New Wolverine. Woo! Uh, it, it was... Um, <laughs> I really like this book, guys. It was, um, or it is, a book written by uh, Tom Taylor and, dun dun dun, the artists are actually both Hispanic artists. They're from Spain, uh, David Lopez and uh, David Navarrete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. I just saw booyah, and I was like, oh, I may say booyah. Sorry, <laughs> guys. Technical difficulties. <laughs> so we, we actually... Uh, technically chose this trade to read due to all the the hype and love that um, has been happening over the last couple of weeks uh, from the Logan movie and mm-hmm. um, how much we all really loved it. And so we thought it was kind of a, a nice little segue into reading a book all about the character X-23. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, uh, in our last episode on our um, spoiler um, part on, on the movie Logan, you guys kept calling the character Lara X-23, and I was like, mm-hmm. am I missing something? Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, maybe because the other guy's X-24, then they just assume that's X-23, so they're mm-hmm. going with it. And then, surprise, surprise, they're like, it's an actual character in a comic book. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so there was actually an X-23 series for quite some time, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and... Uh, she, uh, her first appearance was in Nick. In Nick. In Nick. Yeah. Now I've never technically read Nick. Me either. Um, but I do know that is her first appearance. But before that, apparently she was actually originally a character from X Men Evolution. 
Yes, I heard that. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. I'm really interested in finding out all of these comic book characters that have come to be within the comic book world because of their um, huge success and popularity in animated series. Mm-hmm. The oh, major ones yeah. are Harley Quinn, yes, Harley Harley Quinn and Phil Coulson. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Those are the and now X twenty three now X twenty three. Now I can say that with certainty. X twenty three. Instead of calling her Laura. <laughs> <laughs> call yes. her Laura. It's her name. <laughs> I know, but X twenty three sounds so much cooler. Yeah, like I'm, I'm in the know. <laughs> so I had always, um, I had X twenty three was on my radar of being uh, of existing, but um, not until this uh, all new Wolverine book came out um, had I read anything about her or known anything about her and and although this book doesn't deal with her uh origin per se we do get you know a little bit of backstory so um uh, i i'm really super interested in going back and reading uh a lot of uh her her story in x23 or in wherever it is that uh we get to hear kind of like um all of the stuff that goes on when she hooks up with or Wolverine and uh, all of that kind of story is really yeah. what interests me. Because, honestly, in the movie, when he dies and she, you know, goes off and leaves him and they do a, a funeral and everything, all I could think of was, but who's going to raise her? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, where is she going to get all of this? you know uh, knowledge and training because he's the person who does it and um that made me that right there made me super sad um Mm -hmm. that was one of the things in the movie that i got really sad about Mm -hmm. um so uh i think that uh uh the book is a way to kind of uh for me to make up for that so that i can kind of uh read it and and know what the history is there well, I really appreciate you guys uh, bringing that book to me. Like I said, I didn't know who X-23 was. Um, I really like how um, you actually see a relationship with with Wolverine Logan in this book, per se. Mm-hmm. You just get a little bit of a flashback, but I think it's enough to kind of show how their, their, relationship. their relationship was. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and I really like that. And I don't know about you guys, but when, you, when I read Wolverine dialogue, I think about it as a Wolverine animated series x-men voice (laughs) (laughs) it's not Hugh jackman i don't know why (laughs) well because the look in most of the comic books isn't a Hugh jackman yeah yeah it's it's how he's been drawn Uh for ages right a short hairy dude with funny hair (laughs) (laughs) i i read it in a it's not Hugh jackman voice either i read it in like a gruffy like and everything even though it's not written i end all the sentences with bub (laughs) (laughs) i like that i like that i think of uh, when i read it i think of the x-men evolutions wolverine Mm. and also a combination of like uh grumpy uncle voice Yes, yeah. grumpy uncle. Grumpy, like a gr- that a grumpy is uncle. almost a perfect uh, description <laughs> of Wolverine, grumpy uncle. That's so That's funny. True. That's true. <laughs> I, I have experience with this because my uncle is very grumpy. <laughs> grumpy uncle. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So with all new Wolverine in this story, we um, we. 
see Laura is basically being uh, approached by um, who is it that's approaching her for their help? So she's not. She's right. not approaching. Um, uh, she's not being approached. She's approaching someone. Oh, she's approaching someone. Mm. That's right. So basically, we have the this book. Uh, All new Wolverine. The story arc is called the Four Sisters. So um, you you get right off that uh, we're going to be introduced to four sisters in this book, and it turns out that these four sisters are creations of Alchemex, um, who um, were cloned from the clone. Uh, they were cloned from Laura Kinney's uh, mm-hmm. DNA, and they're they're basically trying to recreate her, mm-hmm. and then um, craziness ensues. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a good way. that's a good way of putting it. So, because uh, if you've seen the movie or if you've read uh, any of the character books, you know that um, Wolverine and um, X-23 were created to be to be weapons. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so they're trying to recreate, Alchemex is trying to recreate um, what they saw as a success from uh, X-23 and use her DNA to try to um, create other quote-unquote weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and you kind of see in the movie all of the, the children that they're basically, that's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were using uh, mutant DNA to try to recreate what was already existing. Mm-hmm. And and plus, um pretty much um, having them from children to actually mold mm-hmm. them to be just straight weapons. Right. But they mm-hmm. didn't account for them actually being partly human. Right. Which, of course, they're feeling they have a, you know, a myriad of emotions and mm-hmm. so forth. Right. And so I know there was more than the four sisters, but the four sisters are the ones who um, are able to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in this story, what we see is... Um, we see that um, they're all, like you said they are all cloned from the clone, so they all look alike, mm-hmm. and and they're all different ages. So like when you see them, they're like they look exactly alike, but you can almost see um, tiny differences. A tiny differences mm-hmm. like of age and so forth, and some of them um, have different hair color, but mm-hmm. they're all basically the same one. So when it's it, they kind of make a reference that um, I'm pretty much looking at myself, kind of thing, mm-hmm. sort of like. Um, um, well, I see you can, yeah, of course you will just look in the mirror, yeah. you know, kind of thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I thought was really cute. Um, but I really, um, I really love this character. Um, I love how the story flows. I love the, um, the writing style because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like quips and a lot of, um, I really like the sass each one of these characters has. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's one of the things that really endeared me to Laura uh, when I first started reading All New Wolverine. Uh, she is, I mean, you see the cover art here. She is 100% Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's and her father's yeah, daughter. Yeah, she's her father's daughter. But she does have this, I mean, one of the reasons I want to go back and kind of read the actual mentorship that happened is that Wolverine works with Laura when he first takes her in to um, to really tap into her humanity mm-hmm. and to not like how he says in the movie, don't be who they who they made you, you to, to be. be yeah. yeah, and so um, and so you really get a lot of what she's going through in this book um, because that's what she was taught from her quote-unquote father mm-hmm. um and he was able to or he tried to instill that in her and and how to use her um 
her powers and her Wolverine-ness uh, for good. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, um, and you see her struggle uh, sometimes still because she she's able to do these things. She's able to be so, like, savage, mm. but she's trying to kind of tone it to down. Tone it down. Tone yeah. down. Yeah. Control it. Yeah. And, and that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest uh, uh, topics in this book was is because, you know, she comes across her sister's. Um, and they haven't uh, learned how mm-hmm. to hold back. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, she's constantly, like, sort of uh, trying to mother them and say, mm-hmm. don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Don't <laughs> do that. She <laughs> definitely takes on the role of, like, older sister. Yes. Absolutely. Like, I was, I was definitely feeling that. I was just like, <laughs> well, you're just trying to rein in your siblings, and, and they, they just don't listen. Like when, uh, definitely spoiler alerts, but we do have some cameo appearance, appearances, appearances, appearances <laughs> uh, in uh, this story arc. We have... Um, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, they go to, uh, they, uh, Laura and the four sisters, go to visit him because they need uh, his help. And um, it's so funny because when they go in, and each of the sisters have their own individual personalities as well. Mm -hmm. And so there's one who is just very, like, uh, uncontrollable, and all the other Mm -hmm. sisters know it. And it's funny when they go in and Laura just tells them, uh, don't touch anything and don't shoot anything. (laughs) (laughs) Anything until, uh, you know, uh, nothing else. I think her name was Bellona. Yes, I think. Oh, Bellona. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was thinking that because it really reminds it looked like a combination of Bella of uh, Belladonna. Oh, oh Belladonna yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I saw uh-huh. it, that's what. Or every time I read Bellona, that's what I thought in yeah. my head. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So just to go back, uh, there's Bellona, there's um, Gabby. Gabby. And uh, then there's Z- Zelda. Zelda. Right. I I know that one because I was just like <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> and of course Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they actually, um, like you said, they go to see Doctor Strange because um, for some reason um, these um, they refer to them as experiments, experiments and property. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the people that are tracking them down constantly refer to them as experiments or product Mm -hmm. um, or weapons. They don't refer to them as women or people. Or people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the in the movie when the when the guy chastises the nurses for treating the children as children. Yeah. They're like think of them with patents and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was just like you damn. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like just thinking about it. you can't <laughs> but um but that that's one of the things that they keep telling each other and you know they they don't refer to them as people at all. Um but with Laura, she's basically the one, I guess, the specimen that, it, you know, kind of cleared everything. Like, she has, like, the skill, she mm-hmm. has the intelligence, you know, the will, everything. And so that's why they crea- uh, created these other ones from her DNA. But these don't have the healing factor. Right. And I'm, I'm talking about them like products. Anyway, <laughs> these other ladies don't have the healing uh, factor, and they're actually... Um, they, they don't have, have the blades either. They don't have the blades either. Um, mm-hmm. They just basically, I guess, are kind of trained in um, combat. In combat. Yeah. And uh, one of the most interesting things that becomes a, a story, uh, propels the story, they don't have the ability to feel pain either. Oh, that's the... M- that's the key point, I think, yeah. because they, they're able to keep going mm-hmm. without having to stop because yeah. of pain or anything, yeah. mm-hmm. which I thought was... I'm like, why is that? And and that actually makes them angry because yeah, they want course. to feel. Yeah. They want to feel because the thing 
because they can't feel pain, they also can't really feel emotions. Yeah. Now, you can see that they do. They feel something, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing that it's a very, very muted, muted. And you can obviously tell that one of them feels rage. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, and rage is an emotion. So it's uh, whatever it is that makes them not feel pain also mutes their emotion mm-hmm. and their conscience or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, um but it, yeah, it, it, um, um, it definitely becomes a major plot point, and they find out why, for sure, with Doctor Strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which then coincidentally leads them. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting with the Wasp. I knew you would be excited about that. I know. I was. I was. I love Wasp so much. <laughs> Tears. <laughs> and, uh, like, I, I really love that. And uh, to me, Wasp has always taken her job more seriously than Hank. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and what she does, and um, one of my favorite scenes uh, that you can see that is after they, because of, they find out what it is that uh, that is causing them to, like, not feel pain and everything, and they go ahead and go try to destroy it, um, that consequently leads to the force that's after them to track them down, and they kind of, like, invade the Hank Pym laboratories, Um <clears throat> Sorry, <clears throat> and um, they don't—they don't kill anybody. But um, but one of the one of the sisters, spoiler alert, does die. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and but they leave the guy who did it alive, and he makes his way back to the secret bunker where everybody else is. Well, Alchemex, mm-hmm. Alchemex, right? Mm-hmm. He was hiding, and uh, when he gets there, he's just like, oh, I like, I managed to get away, and they're like, you fool. survive like the wolverine and in a, a founding avenger and i was just like yeah boy you know yeah he's all um you know and like i said i really love the writing there's these little you know dialogue things that i just find so clever so he's like so our not so secret location is not a secret anymore like it's mm-hmm. just so cute the way they I guess cute is a bad <laughs> is a bad representation of what I'm trying to say. It's just so um, endearing, it, endearing and upbeat mm-hmm. kind of writing. I really like it. I, I it's not like um, it's not like a, uh, hmm. I don't know. It, it has a voice. It has its own personality. This dialogue, um, mm-hmm. the way that the writer is writing this story, I really like it. Okay. And I would be interested to go back and read. Um, like I said, more early stories because I really want to know how much of that is the writer, but how much of it is her character mm-hmm. that has been uh, like kind of developed in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is true. I, I didn't even realize that because I've yeah. I've read I've read characters written by different writers, and while they all have their own personal writing style, mm-hmm. um, it it really is um, interesting to me how they all try to hold on to the characterization of, uh-huh. of the character, and uh, one of the ones that comes to mind is Deadpool. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. Deadpool is Deadpool, and mm-hmm. when you're a writer writing Deadpool, you know um, you know what you got to do with that character, yeah. and so I, I'm interested to kind of go back and see what that means mm-hmm. for Laura's character. Yeah, like what is this, was this keeping continuity with what her character yeah. was, or yeah. was it like a radical change? Yeah, like mm-hmm. for example, Captain Marvel during the Civil War two. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Bendis, <laughs> Bendis, you fucked it up. So yeah, um, 
for those of you who haven't read Civil War Two, my own personal take on that was that Captain Marvel's character was just completely different than what I had read. Um, I spe- I, I've only read DeConnick's run. Um, Kelly Sue DeConnick's uh, run of Captain Marvel, and that's what I had to go on when I started reading uh, Civil War Two, and just the things that uh, Carol was doing and saying, and like the 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 actions that she was taking, I really felt were out of character, and so um, and, and it really bothered me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I blame the writer. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm not only am I gonna blame the writer I'm also gonna blame it in like in continuity wise that she was replaced by Scroll. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, literally the only possible way that she could have taken those actions and everything. Yeah. If she was replaced by a Scroll. That's that's, <laughs> that's my that's my head kind of now and if it comes true later on I called it you heard it here first folks. <laughs> so, she she had a captain a Captain America Nazi. Uh, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, or a ca- yeah, she had a Captain America Nazi episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and then we also have an appearance of from Shield in this book. Remember? Oh yeah, that, yeah. I was really very, very uh, yeah. I, it was really brief. I really liked the way they um, um, in this particular story, this volume one. I really like how they have a lot of like. Um, what do they? What do you would you ties? Call it? Ties and um, guest appearances, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, guest appearances. Yeah, I, that was really nice. I, I really like that about this story. Um, I, I really like. I, I just love this. Uh, I love mm-hmm. the way they wrote the characters. I love the dialogue the characters had. Um, I like the way they all um, interacted with each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. I just um, that in itself I really liked. And did you guys even mention the art? Those splash pages yeah. are amazing. Oh my god, the artwork right here in this book holds up. It is absolutely from the way that they draw the emotions to the different characteristics. How you can actually tell the sisters apart, and yeah. but you can yeah. also tell that they're related. But they're, yeah, that they're their clones of Laura yeah. is just a, the the art was really really good. I really liked it. Like. Uh, and I'm very, very, very uh, impressed by all the variant covers in the back, too. Yes. I'd love to have uh, this Ryan Sook uh, number four variant. It's amazing. <laughs> and yeah. I do have the Michael Cho variant number five. I love all of Michael Cho's Marvel variants. <laughs> Um, really one, one of the characters that I didn't, um, I don't have any familiarity with, and I, I wanted to ask you girls, um, Taskmaster. Taskmaster, yes. yes. Did, I just, uh, as a character, I felt um, he was cool, but um, what, what's up with the shield with the T on it? That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the fact for he's a Taskmaster, and I think, I don't remember what, but. No, you know what? I don't remember. <laughs> but he's a, okay. he's he's an actual character that exists within this universe kind mm-hmm. of thing because I that's the first I've ever heard of him. You know, it's just I'm not gonna lie, and I know I've worked at a comic book store for years now, and I know like oh my god, this, but I honestly I keep confusing Taskmaster with um, not only Deathstroke, but also like. <laughs> Almost like Deadpool, Deadshot, dead, uh, <laughs> dead, dead something else, and like I, I know, I know DC. Like, oh my God, how can you confuse them? But legit, <laughs> and um, uh, who's Stephanie Brown's dad? The dude with who also had like kind of like a hockey-like mask in DC. 
I can't think of who you're talking about. Whatever. Her dad, <laughs> too. Like, this is, like, he's he blends in with all these other characters, and I was just, like, I wanted... Sometimes the only way I can tell him part is the fact that he's that his mask is a skull. But then I think Skeletor. I was gonna say, I think Skeletor, and I'm just like, he can't be Skeletor. Yes. Skeletor is Skeletor. That's but exactly. I still get confused. I mean, look at every time <laughs> I saw him in the book, I was like, that is Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean, I know I've seen that kind of figure before, and I was like, I've never rep. Read up on this guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he is. Well, his first appearance from? was in the Avengers uh, 195, which came out in 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, he was created by um, David Michelini, the writer and artist George Perez. <laughs> what? Yeah. what? George <laughs> Perez, what? once again. <laughs> Shout out to George Perez. <laughs> George Perez. That, but that is so random. He does look like, you know, a kind of crazy, bright medieval-ish kind of wannabe character like mm-hmm. so yeah I, I was like who is this Yahoo? well it yeah. seems like he's been back and forth because he's been part of aim uh he's also been part of um secret avengers uh and uh, shield and thunderbolt yeah he's a bit of a anti-hero uh, character and he's 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 kind of funny he's a uh, he is. It's that's just why I keep confusing him with like Deadpool and all these other characters. It's just because he's he's he has a sarcastic humor because I have read him in other stuff and he's he's a sarcastic dude and um, um he's a mercenary. His um, abilities are like he has a ton of them and they're really yeah. unique. He has he's a genius level intellect. What? Uh, he's yeah. an expert tactician, Olympic level conditioning, master hand hand combatant and martial artist. Skilled swordsman and marksman, photographic reflexes, physical movement prediction, voice mimicry, and master of disguise. <laughs> I would have about a fucking Mary Sue character. Jesus Christ. You know, he has the potential to be kind of extraordinary, except that outfit, guys. <laughs> he's, he's skeletal. <laughs> like, like, he's skeletal. I couldn't get past his outfit. I'm just like, what? Because he was actually tasked with the with the objective to actually um, come after the uh, the girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he was supposed to leave Laura alive, but he was supposed to like get rid of the mm-hmm. other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like, look, I have no beef with you and whatever, but she. I know. Like he should have realized that. She's Wolverine's daughter, and once she's pissed, she's pissed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I mean, and um, I really like their little fight. Of, uh, of course, one of the things that I um, caught my attention on this character was, of course, the outfit. Second thing was um, that he said he can mimic um, fighting styles. So uh-huh. he goes, you as they were yes. fighting, and this is yes. one of the things I liked about the art was as they were fighting, they were. He's like, you can't. You know you yeah. can't you you know you can't beat me. Right. I uh-huh. know what you're like yeah, with yeah. It, within the movements. Mm-hmm. Like he was mimicking and blocking and everything. Of course, he didn't account for the blades, but whatever. <laughs> but um, they always forget. I know about the foot blades. <laughs> the foot blade strikes again. And um, so I thought he was pretty interesting because he had mentioned that was part of his mm-hmm. um his uh I guess combat skills was that he can mimic and he can. Um, foretell what your next yeah. fighting move will be. So I was mm-hmm. like, who is this guy? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, And it says here, uh, too, that he most notably, he's an enemy 
slash ally of Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. So I think that would actually be really some some good storylines to read with them too. Okay. Wait, that makes me think he probably comes out in Deadpool Classic a lot then. Uh, probably. Uh, it doesn't. I'm trying to see here. Uh, where he's come out. Oh yeah, the bibliography. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Deadpool, Volume 1, Number 2, uh, 35, 39 through 40, 67 through 69, and then also Cable and Deadpool. Mm. He is Batman in a Skeletor outfit. <laughs> Marvel, yes, he, yes. He, he's Marvel's Batman in a Skeletor outfit, as opposed to Moon Knight, who is Batman in a white outfit with somehow without funds. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and he travels in a limousine. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, and I, I just thought maybe they should make uh, no. As I was reading it, I was like maybe his outfit should be a little bit more relevant to today's standards. But I mean, you know, it it stands to be like he's gonna be he's an interesting character. Um, and he stood out for me in the story. Um, even though he has only like what about three pages yeah, in the story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I I thought it stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just mm-hmm. liked their I liked the way they were. They were talking as they're fighting, and yeah. I like the way the art really brought that to life for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what stood out for me with the art and the splash pages, which I totally love. Mm-hmm. I totally love those, um, especially that one splash page. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> where um, the panels were um, at an angle and they yeah. went across two pages. Yeah, and oh, that yeah, was, yeah. I was like in love with that scene. I'm like, my God, this is. Um, I'm sure other comics have done it before, but I really like this yeah. one. I really love the way they draw. They drew the dynamic fighting scene across two pages in a slight angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That's, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed about this book um, the fact that uh, at this point in time in the Marvel Universe, um, Wolverine, spoiler alert, is dead. And we really see Laura trying, I feel like what we're seeing here in this all-new Wolverine is Laura trying to really deal with all the emotions and feelings that that entails mm-hmm. by kind of taking his helm, not just by wearing his his uniform uh, and taking on the mantle of Wolverine, but by taking these young girls under her wing mm-hmm. yeah, and trying to help them and to guide them. Mm-hmm. She's trying to do what Wolverine did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like the way um, this story conveys how she feels about trying to rescue these girls. Um, they might be damaged goods because of all the experience they mm-hmm. had of all, mm-hmm. you know, how mistreated they were, how they were treated, and um, how they were used, and how they've always been known as not human, right? Uh, just some kind of creatures or whatever uh, weapons. Um, so I really like the way this story conveys um, her. Um, how she feels she is like them. She, basically, she said that mm-hmm. they're me. Yeah, they mm-hmm. are me. Yeah. Um, and especially when they they went to go see Doctor Strange, and um, he uses a magic and a stone to look yes. within the girls. Yeah. Each girl, mm-hmm. um, he sees um, their innermost um, memories and what they've done before, and that's how he was going to see if he was going to try to help them out. Right. Or not. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, no, man, they're pretty yeah. much damaged kids. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. why you're hanging out with them. I mean, I get it, but I don't yeah. think you should. Mm-hmm. And she's like, 
use the stone on me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's that's really powerful. Yeah. Because yeah. you're pretty much opening yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. also really just showing people can change. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she, she's like, I did some bad things, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and um, that doesn't make me a bad person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and these women deserve an equal chance as well. Mm-hmm. And I really like that sentiment. I really like the development there. And I really uh, like the fact that um, she is taking on the Wolverine mantle, but she's not, like, in your face, like, yeah, I'm the Wolverine. Yeah. Like, I really mm-hmm. like how humble she is about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think she also made a reference on why she dresses like Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, me dressing up like him, um, I feel like he's still here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought exactly. that was really endearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and one of the people we didn't mention uh, uh, as like a, a, it's not really a guest appearance. He he occurs throughout the series, but she has a, a very well known boyfriend. Oh God! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot to mention. I had notes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. But yes. yes. <laughs> So uh, Angel is um, Laura's boyfriend, and I've always wanted to, because you kind of jump right into the storyline um, where they're together, and he's helping her. He's kind of her, he's her quote-unquote wings. He oh, ca- yeah. He carries her around in uh, the sky, and, um, and he catches her from and he catches buildings. her from, yeah, <laughs> from buildings where she jumped off of, and <laughs> that was one of the my I favorite scenes that. where she's yeah. like, she's like, okay, you know, catch me in three. And he's like, uh, just because you start counting doesn't mean, that, and you don't tell me where you are, doesn't mean you can jump into the air. Yeah. Factoring gravity and the fact that I don't know where you are. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty dangerous. Yeah. So I really would like to know how their relationship developed because you don't get that in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, and this came out in 2016. And um, I want to know before that where kind of the history of their relationship was. Because it's kind of it's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, you said something that it's intense, and also I just think they're really cute together. Yeah, and I want to know so more. Hard. Yeah, give me give me all the cannon <laughs> And you know what? It's so cool um, that I like about the relation uh, that I thought was really interesting about the relation. Not not really like because I thought it kind of sucked, but um, mm-hmm. what I really like about their relationship um, and how you can see it. From the expression on their faces, mm-hmm. um, I, um, you, the art is conveying their emotions. So um, there is a point where um, he actually drops off Laura. He flies her into her apartment in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And then she steps in and she smells something yeah. in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, I think they were making plans to do something later on. Mm-hmm. But then when she smelled something, she was, he's like, you know what? Um, you got to go. Yeah. And then he didn't give, she didn't give him any explanation, and it looked like he was used to her kind of like abrupt, yeah, mm-hmm. changes in mood. But when he turned around and left, mm-hmm. you could see it in his face. Mm-hmm. In yeah. his face, I was just like, yeah. I was talking a little bit about um, the. I've, I'm current on this series, and um, Jen was asking me a little bit about the future of their relationship. And I won't say anything specific other than what Sarah just right now said is completely um, on point as far as, like, um, how he feels about Laura and how he very uh, is very emotionally invested in this, but um, it's really hard for him given who she is as a person and uh, – her relate her uh, 
her personality uh, and how he has to try to. There, I'll just say that there is a lot of the storyline that is dedicated to their relationship <clears throat> in the mm-hmm. upcoming. Uh, That's all you need to say. I'm kind of keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it looks. Um, I mean, just uh, particularly these artists, I, I feel that they're really conveying that with just. The, the way they draw the face. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I would love to be able to do. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just reading this book and seeing just the expressions on the face, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of like a real, uh, they're, they're really raising the bar there because I feel like the face tells a lot of what um, mm-hmm. is not said within the story. And I love yeah. that about art. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly in this uh, volume one, I really loved it. Um, there are several other instances where other characters convey a lot from just their expressions. Um, and I think they um, even um, I don't I don't know if you I'm sure you've seen this before, but in this particular story, I see a lot of little lines that they draw like around the eyes mm-hmm. or a little bit of wrinkles in the nose mm-hmm. and stuff that really convey expressions mm-hmm. um, that are not said within the dialogue, which I think marries the story and the art together yeah, really yeah. well here. Definitely, I really like that about the art because like when. I'm like I really I, I do like polished art, but like um, the main thing is just like especially with this one, when you smile, when you frown, when you're happy, when everything, there's lines in your face. Mm-hmm. Your face uh, moves like it like the muscles that make your skin crinkle or some some parts are smoothed out more often or not. But it's just like that's what's really good about the artwork is that you can see that there's these lines and like. And like this is this is a thing. This is huge. This yeah. is the human face, and it moves. It's in constant motion yeah. from blinking eyes to when you're smiling to when you're talking. Like there's gonna be shadows on the face. There's gonna be lines. There's gonna be wrinkles. There's gonna be even like yeah, even like a young character. They're gonna have wrinkles when they smile or something or like pre-made <laughs> wrinkles. <laughs> right. Um, and in this storyline and this story again going back to the art in the story the the sisters um, they actually wore masks as part of their combat attire Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which reminds me of a lot of um, the masks of No uh, the agents of the No in Kabuki uh, it was very um, kind of I guess Japanese for Mm -hmm. me Um, but when you don't see the expressions on the face um, they convey a lot in their body mm-hmm. movement, which mm-hmm. I thought was really good, the way they conveyed that out in their art. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt that it really, again, married the story very well without having to use the facial expressions. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. something um, that I really love about artists and comic books, that they can actually convey movement without actually moving because, you know, it's a book. So mm-hmm. I mean, comic book artistry definitely is... Uh, uh, an art <laughs> in and of itself just all of the extras that you um, you have to uh, include to move the story forward um, mm-hmm. and you know the artist I mean the writer is writing the words and a lot of times maybe directing the action but the um, the artist just has uh, so much of the story to tell visually and I feel like uh, comic book artists are just just amazing Absolutely, and I think this story, um, because there's so much action, I think they chose really well with these artists. Mm-hmm. I think they mm-hmm. really did an excellent job on this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, all I can say about uh, the 
issues that come after this is that they're all just as amazing. Um, we have more uh, guest appearances to come. Ooh, okay. uh, like I said, Angel is definitely still uh, part of the story. But one of my favorite issues, I don't remember which issue it was, but one of my favorite issues was a Squirrel Girl Wolverine crossover. It was so <laughs> good. And it, I just loved it. Um, and then also... Uh, you get a lot of um, emotional inner turmoil from Laura when she meets Old Man uh, Old Man Logan, which mm-hmm. is not the same Wolverine who raised her, but looks like him, talks like him, knows a lot of the same things that he did, and that brings up a lot of stuff for her. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Old Man Logan was um, happened because of the Secret Wars event mm-hmm. that was before Civil War. Just if you guys were wondering how that happened. Uh, I was. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I was. So there, there's a there's an alternate timeline where um, another Wolverine exists, and he's old. And um, Old Man Logan is that book that um, is kind of like... Uh, Frank Miller wrote it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the... Was it Frank Miller or Mark Shit? I don't remember. There's too many Millars. <laughs> I know, that's what I was going to say. There's, there's, too, there's too many Millars. I'm pretty sure... No. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, like, okay. like, I should know this. Oh, my God. Um, but it's it's kind of set in a post-apocalyptic uh, world. Mm-hmm. And uh, old man Logan has uh, completely just lost everything. And um, the cool thing about this book, which I highly recommend, um is that his sidekick throughout the whole entire um, book is Hawkeye. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I highly recommend And when we first got the first trailers of Logan, a lot of people guessed that we were getting an old man Logan movie. Oh, okay. Um, and that's not at all what it was, oh, yeah. what it turned out to be. Um, but a lot of people thought that that's what it was going to be. It was, a, it was. You can definitely see the influence of the old man Logan in yeah. the storyline. Yeah. But it wasn't like an old man, old man Logan. Yeah, no. As opposed to old man Logan. Because we still got an old man Logan, but it's not right. the old but man Logan. But not the old man Logan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, you comic book readers um, probably understand that. And those of you who don't read, uh, haven't read it, you have no idea what we're talking <laughs> about. We're very sorry. Also, it was Mark Millar. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, but... Definitely read Old Man Logan. Um, I, I, it's a standalone story. You don't have to know anything about Wolverine mm-hmm. or any other stuff that's going on there, there that was going on um, in the universe at that time. It, it's a completely uh, all in and of itself uh, world and character. It's, it's the version of the Killing Joke, but with, Luke, yes. with Old Man Logan. Yes, that's the perfect yeah. analogy. <laughs> and now, and, and just like Killing Joke, that where it became canon, now mm. uh, kind of the same with him, with Old Man Logan. Logan. <laughs> old Man Logan has now shown up um, and is participating in a, a lot of the, um, the Marvel uh, series that are out right now. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Right on. Excellent. So, um, what was your favorite part in this whole book? Not that it's a big book, but it was... Uh, How many issues is it? Six. I think six, six yep. issues, yeah. Six issues. And just to make another remark, I don't know, um, I remember talking about another book that the feeling, the texture of the pages was amazing. 
Yeah, this is I equally remember. as amazing. <laughs> I love the I love the feel of these pages. I don't know what kind of material blending they're using, but I love it. What I love it? the fluidity. I love the the flexibility. I love it. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, had it been George Perez's Wonder Woman? Because they had they mm. had used the newspaper print. No, it wasn't that, that one. one. I think okay. it was something else. I think uh, I'll, I'll look into it. But yeah, these textures. I think it was a Marvel, and I think you did mention that um, Marvel was using this kind of in their books. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're um, they're starting with Secret Wars and also Civil oh, War. I remember two. Um, they came out with a higher quality of uh, paper in their books, and the mm-hmm. covers were, like, thicker and um, mm-hmm. glossy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like this. I yeah. like the yeah. feeling. I like to rub my <laughs> fingers on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely better than what they're currently using for the comic books, which is just, like, standard magazine. Yes. It uh-huh. kind of sticks to your fingers, oh. and yeah. if you're not careful, the ink will come off. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Uh-huh. But this so is good stuff. Their trade paperbacks, yeah, they're a bit more higher end. And, and also, um, a lot of we get some of the com- uh, complaints about the fact that Marvel trades are more expensive than most other trades mm-hmm. too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's the this quality. one. Yeah. This this trade, a six issue trade, for the most part, usually is about twelve or fourteen ninety nine, and Marvels are like sixteen and seventeen. This oh. one's seventeen ninety nine. Oh, yeah. True. And you know, I've been like consoling people like oh this is the reason why and sometimes I have to like actually take down a, a comic book and just be like look feel it see so not, it's not just me everybody mm-hmm. feels the yeah. improvement in and some of them are still like oh like I don't care about quality yeah. paper just like I just want to I just want to read the story yeah. well then go on comicsology <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, 99 cents <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. there yeah. you go go to comicsology <laughs> you don't want paper then oh go online yeah exactly but anyways um, my absolute favorite scene I know I said I have I have a lot of favorite scenes but my absolute best favorite one is towards the end of the book um, when we see uh, Gabby and her sisters have kind of gotten their revenge and everything. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, there had been mentioned in the book before where um, uh, Be- Bellona and Zelda had said, Gabby's different. She's more mm-hmm. innocent. We protected her from most of the bad stuff. And they're like, and then they said, they specifically said that she is what we were all supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you see this in the last, in towards the end, because, uh, surprise, apparently Gabby can pull out one claw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We didn't see any of the others having no. the same mm-hmm. yeah. blaze or anything. She definitely doesn't have the healing thing because she does scar, mm-hmm. but she has the one claw thing. And I don't think the the own people who made her knew about no. that. Mm-hmm. Um, you get that because uh, in the art the dude is, like, absolutely, like, terrified. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, yeah, he's about to, like, it looks like he's about to get killed and everything. Um, but it's, uh, but yeah, they even do the whole sneak thing. <laughs> uh, but so we've yeah. gone from three with Wolverine, two oh. to X-23, and now one with Gabby. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And it's just, that was my absolutely favorite favorite uh, scene because you can, you can see finally, like, What's the big deal about Gabby besides her uh-huh. like, innocence? And I really like Gabby. Like I think she's yeah. super cute, and I love her. And the last panel where she's like, "Bye." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally 
like super threatening, and then she's like, bye. Uh, like, <laughs> like, she's like super scary. I mean, she even has like darkness, like uh-huh. you know, kind of like a dark cloud come over her her eyes, like uh-huh. in her expression, and you're like. Shit. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell she can be dangerous. Yeah, and like, like she is. She's pretty scary in this. Like her facial features. Like she's pissed. Yeah, you can tell. And then it all like goes away in that last panel where like I literally imagine my sister like how she does it. Like sometimes when she's just like any, she's going somewhere and she's like just like taking up. She's like bye. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the extended one. That's how I read it. I know it just said bye. Yeah. But uh, in my head I was like bye. Yeah, I totally got that from reading that too. I was like the way you just see her walk away and she's mm-hmm. like bye. And I'm like yeah, uh-huh. that's totally what it sounds like. Even yeah. though it was just written as bye. Yeah. I yeah. mean because the the artist like we said are conveying movement, ha- movement. And, and she's she's literally skipping away yeah exactly <laughs> yes yes yeah. absolutely it's, yeah that's really really good it's totally yeah. cute and if you love gabby just um know that she is a huge part of the issues going forward good because mm-hmm. oh so, yeah like, she's, she's, she's still around oh good good yeah, yeah nice, that was nice, my nice. next question yeah <laughs> <laughs> so this is Kristen. My favorite part of the book is literally one small panel in issue four when uh, when Laura takes the sisters to go see Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange um, is talking to her and tells her, you are the right person to replace Logan. Yeah. And, um, and Laura's response is perfect. And when I read this, uh, for the first time in the issue, I was like, yes. Oh my, I mean, I remember I took a picture of it and I shared it on my Facebook. Yeah. I remember um, that. I just remember and, that. And Laura's response is, I know there are people who disapprove. Guys on the internet mainly, but I'm not replacing him. I don't really know what I'm doing yet. <laughs> and <laughs> and yes. that was just everything to me. Because working in a comic shop and also following certain comic book groups online, um, I heard it over and over and over again. Why does Marvel have to come in and pander to women mm-hmm. and, and the SL, uh, social justice warriors um, and take an already... Um, an, an already developed character and replace it with a woman and give her his name and that it's just a it's just a, a money ploy and Marvel I'm so sick and tired of Marvel doing that and I would get so frustrated and and this panel was just everything to me mm-hmm. um, because it was it was basically the writers and Marvel saying look people uh, <laughs> we're not replacing him yeah and, and the thing is is that. What I don't understand, especially with this character, there's other characters that I could go on and on about as well. Um, Jane Foster's Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for this one specifically, she is not she she's not taking over Wolverine. She is her own character. She is Laura Kinney. She's X twenty three. She and in fact, she um she as Sarah was uh, mentioning earlier, she is doing all of this she's wearing the costume she's out there trying to help people as kind of like a an homage as a yeah as a way for her to deal with her grief of losing her mentor her father figure mm-hmm. and um and the fact that most of the people uh most of the quote-unquote guys on the internet who were complaining mm-hmm. about it never even read a book 
was just like a <laughs> fake nerd. <laughs> fake was fake just nerd. the nail in the coffin of me just being so like I'm like you know what because I would start to ha- have conversations with these people on the internet and then when they come out and they're like well I haven't actually read a, an issue I'm like forget hell? it I'm done with you quit <laughs> <laughs> wasting my time exactly so um, that was my favorite part of this book that one panel was just uh, it said everything that I wanted uh, for it to say and and I mean it, it's just she's her own character she already existed before she is um, basically uh, she has her own story to tell and I'm all about uh, reading it mm-hmm. further so not only that like this is <laughs> this is a legacy character like no one no well I wasn't really in comics so I don't know if that if it was but now a lot of people that reflect upon it when Nightwing took over as Batman, oh yeah, who kicked up a, a fuss? Like it seems like the logical way to go. Yeah, it's just like this is a this is a thing that's gonna happen, and this is how these characters are gonna survive mm-hmm. into the future. You know, like if they ever do, like actually finally fucking kill them all off or whatever <laughs> is that they're they're prodigies that's why they're there they're they're pro- yeah. they're, they're prodigies they're there to take over the role yeah exactly. and uh, kid flash did it um nightwing did it for a short while before they kind of retconned that and now it's happening with laura kinney and it's just it's it's a thing and it's gonna happen in some form or another this is comic books they can do it they can redo it and they can all say oh never mind we regret and <laughs> reboot everything yeah calm the fuck down exactly. <laughs> exactly. no and and it's true and um you know i i actually read x-men um was, that was one of the first titles i read when i started picking up comic books um but having read that and having um been been um really vested in uh, Wolverine as the animated series that we saw that <laughs> anyway um it's going to be stuck in my head now right i'm sorry guys um <laughs> but um being a and, and Wolverine is one of my favorite characters Same. i do not feel um i do not feel threatened by her at all and i really enjoy her story yeah and i can't wait to read what else she does mm-hmm. So uh, I'm I'm in. I'm not saying, and, and like I said, I'm not replacing Wolverine mm-hmm. in my heart. <laughs> I, I'm just opening myself up to Laura. Yeah, yeah. X23, and I love it. I love it. And you guys, if you guys are against it, pick up a freaking book and read it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. My favorite part was um, had actually no dialogue at all. It's when she's having kind of a flashback, and she and Wolverine are looking at each other, and she. Um, has in the expression she has on her face, she's she's wearing a mask, but she ha- you can totally see how her little nose is kind of turned up, mm. and her her lips is kind of like kind of a little pout because she's kind of like a little kind of teed off. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love mm-hmm. the emotion there, and he's kind of just sort of looking at her, looking down at her because she's obviously shorter yeah. than him. And I that and panel, I, and <laughs> that little panel there, I was like, oh, that's. That's totally endearing. That that was my favorite part because you kind of, in that little panel itself, you see the relationship they have. Yeah. Sort of mm-hmm. like she's, it, it was really cute. I, I just felt like it. Yeah, the, the dialogue that surrounded uh, that, those couple of pages and surrounded that panel was very, very touching. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I got a whole story and a whole feeling just from those two pages. Yeah. Loved mm-hmm. it. Loved it. So definitely, um, you guys, if you guys are on the fence, 
on the new Wolverine being a female or the new Wolverine having foot claws, <laughs> um, you definitely pick up this book because it will change your mind. It'll change your perspective altogether, and I love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys rate it? I rate it all the conchas. Um, I love Laura Kinney. I love All New Wolverine. It's one of the books that when it comes out, I, I pick it up off the shelf and read it first. Um, so I give it three. My favorites are the strawberries. So three strawberry conchas and a cup of champurrado. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree, although my conchas are chocolate. But yes, three chocolate conchas and champurrado. Definitely. I'm going to give it um, um, three conchas, one of each flavor, because I'm a fickle bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a, a cup of champurrado, because it was really, really good. And also, because I never I've never, I never, knew much about X-23. Mm-hmm. I knew she existed, because like Kristen said, yeah. I knew she existed, I knew she was a thing, and I'd seen her in some other X-Men books. And kind of got a feel, but I didn't know much about her. Mm-hmm. And this just really introduced me to her character, and I absolutely loved it. It was yeah, it me was too. Great. Mm-hmm. I was a complete blank, on, on, you know, just the movie and this. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for me, I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't even think she was actually a real character until you're like, yeah, she's a real <laughs> character. Yeah. So yeah, good point. Actually, if you loved Logan and you want to know more about uh, Laura's character, about X23. Uh, pick up All New Wolverine, and it's a good place for you to uh, jump on to what's going on with that character Absolutely. presently. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Definitely. And like I said, I'm not replacing Wolverine. This <laughs> is just a whole different character, and she has the, she has the ball. She has substance. She has confliction. She has heart. She has skill. And she, has, she had a good mentor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely pick it up, guys. Yep. Um, we were drinking beer while we were reviewing that. Yes. Uh, we were drinking mm-hmm. a uh, Firestone Walker. Uh, Firestone Walker is a brewery in uh, Paso Robles, California. Um, it's called Fortem. It's called uh, Leo versus Ursus Fortem. Slash Fortem. It's, uh, Fortem is Latin for the strong. And mm-hmm. um, this one is an 8.2%. Ooh, it's a New nice. Age Imperial IPA. Um, what do you guys think about it? Oh, my God. When we were talking, I drank my first sip. <laughs> my eyes got big, and I was like, OMG, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't know, I don't know who was talking, but I looked over to you as you were po- drinking it, and then your eyes wide. And I was like, uh-huh. I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. Um, IPAs for the most part, are um, very strong, very hoppy. Um, They can really go south um, if it's not a good IPA. But um, this uh, this one was just so – it was very flavorful. Mm -hmm. Um, It was hoppy but not in uh, a good way. Uh, It's unfiltered, an unfiltered imperial IPA. um, And Wait, not in a good way? Not – Wait, no, not in a bad way. (laughs) (laughs) In a good way, not in a bad way. Um, But, uh, and true to form, uh, IPA is high ABV. So as soon as I finished drinking or even halfway through my little taster, I could feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. And um, um, so how many, how how do you, uh, well, are we all going to talk about it before we read it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you think, Jess? I liked it. It was. Oh my god! I thought you was. (laughs) When I first sipped it, I thought, "Oh man, Jen's not gonna like (laughs) it." No, I 
I, I, um, uh, I really did like it because I didn't get. I you said that it had hops, but I couldn't. I couldn't taste it. And I let me tell you, I do not like the taste of hops. <laughs> it's it's it tastes like dirt to me. Um, <laughs> dirt. But it's a. Uh, don't ask me how I know how to do <laughs> I had a I had a very colorful childhood. <laughs> but um I liked it. And it's just like like I can still smell it and I really look, I I do like how it smells. It's almost not cherry but lemony. Yeah, yeah, it's citrusy. And I've said this before, I really, really do like the citrus one. Yeah. And yeah. um um and it was it was light and uh IPAs, yeah. IPAs are another thing that uh, I I can be picky about, um, mm-hmm. uh, cause I don't like the taste of hops. Um, but this one, this one was really, really good. And again, another, I liked the aroma of the first one, but this one is uh, is, is pretty good too. It's I I feel like I could drink this with my brother while we're chilling, like at the beach or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah like definitely. It's, it's it's almost like it's got a beachy summery vibe to it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it has citrus oils and honeydew. I'm thinking honeydew. Ooh, melon, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, uh, again, I'd actually like to shout out uh, one of our listeners, Compton Eric. He's from a podcast called The Mustache Cash Stash, and he actually supplied us with this brew today. <coughs> Sorry, it's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, that's what she said. <laughs> um, it's good. I like it. It's the, and the name too, Leo versus Ursus. Yeah, I yeah. knew you would like that. One. I did. Like, I'm, I'm a sucker for it. Like, <laughs> I didn't take those astronomy classes for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, I actually like this as well. I ha- I like the crisp aftertaste. Oh yeah. And it's not a lingering hop taste, which I really like too. It's really light. Um, I think it sits better, like, after um, it it, – because we had it in the refrigerator, but after it sat a little bit um, and then you took the kind of the second sip, I thought it was a little bit more kind of earthy and Mm -hmm. very calming. I I think this is a – compared to the first one, I think, for me, it it feels more mature, like Mm -hmm. more of a serious, serious feel to it. But I really liked it. I'm going to rate this a – I'm going to go rigid on this. Oh, right. Definitely. That's what I was going to say, too. It's my first rigid in a very long time. I know. Sad face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with rigid as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely really good. I like the artwork as well. Um, There is a uh, lion, and he's growling against a bear. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I I, I really like it. Uh, I like the font. It's really good. It was very... It was a very attractive logo. Mm-hmm. And I actually have not had a Firestone in a while that I have enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, people keep trying to make me drink 405 or 805. 805. Oh, I hate 805. I hate 805. And it's With the, the passion. Yes, and it's one of the only things that's on tap um, at some of the, like, divey bars. And you go and you ask them what's on tap, and um, that's one of the things – that they have. It's usually that and um, uh, like an arrogant bastard. But there's nothing in between. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I um, steadfastly claim that 805 is what bud drinkers drink to feel fancy. <laughs> oh, no. You hit that wrong. You drag them, Christian. <laughs> you, you know what? 
you kind of, I've always wanted to, uh, I've always struggled with the, uh, how to describe 805. You, it's kind of like you reached in my brain. And, and, and you, that feeling yes. and molded it into words. Yeah, you absolutely oh. did. My hat's off to you. That's exactly how I feel. And, and um, yeah, there's a, there's a young lady who always brings 805 to my cousin's house. Mm. And whenever I go, I'm just like, what do you have to drink? I'm like, I have, I have 805. I'm like, mm, I have water. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I don't need to drink. I'll have water. <laughs> I, you know, and I and I bought a, a case of 24 uh, at Costco, when, you know, because I, I know the brewery. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, I'll try this, see what it's like. Oh, my God. Uh, you had 24 oh. of those things? Oh, my God. <laughs> the next party, I threw it all out there. I'm like, drink this. Drink <laughs> this. Get rid of it. <laughs> Y'all can have this. Not me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is a... This is kind of like a whole different face from, I mean, from the 805 that's everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really happy with this, definitely. And thanks to Compton Eric for supplying us with this brew. Thank you. Yay. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. Well, what's on our radar? So, I have a couple of things on my radar, actually. Shoot um, them all out. I, I, I chose a comic book that's out this week, but um, also um, something that uh, came out this week, too, that just came on my radar today because it was shared in my comic book um, meetup discussion group. There is a Kamala Khan Ms. Marvel yes! fan yes! video out there. Oh my god, no way. And looking at uh Jen has a Ms. Marvel t shirt on today. I do. And and while we were discussing, um I looked at the shirt and I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot that yeah. video. I just saw it today. Oh my goodness, this video today as I was watching it, I was just like I would watch that T V show. I really? would watch it's, that show. It's all I want out of life. <laughs> Literally, all I want out of life right now is a Miss Marvel Kamala Khan so, TV show. Uh, it came uh, across my radar um, from a friend who shared it from Nerdist. So if you want to try to um, find it, maybe we can share the link oh, to on our Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Um, but if you want to try to uh, find it, we'll have it on our um, on our Facebook uh, page so that you can watch it. But I saw it on Nerdist, and um, it is um, just so amazing it shows uh kamala in her home life in her school life being ms marvel and fighting villains and um just i think they hit her character and her personality and just everything on uh, the nail and just some of her um some of her um what do you costume uh uh, choices were straight out of the pages of the comic book. So um, I loved it. So if you get a chance, definitely watch that video. Um, but my comic book on the radar this week is um, American Gods. You do not know how many phone calls I have got for this comic book um, this week. And um, it's new this week. And it is a Neil Gaiman um, adaptation of his award-winning novel, American Gods. Um, It is so super cool, too, that um, Stars is making this into a TV show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, and most comic book readers, when they hear Neil Gaiman, the first thing that comes to mind is Sandman. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I watched 
I read this first issue. I did not read the novel, so I had nothing to um, to compare to when I went in reading it. But this first, first issue um, kind of just sets up the story of uh, Shadow, the um, the main uh, mm-hmm. protagonist. Yeah. But it was so good. Mm-hmm. So the, the little short synopsis uh, of the book is that Shadow is an ex-convict. Uh, who becomes the bodyguard to a powerful deity uh, who is looking to reclaim his lost glory. Now, if, if that doesn't just scream Neil Gaiman to you, then you don't know Neil Gaiman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, but this first oh. issue was really good. Um, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Um, Neil Gaiman is um, obviously the writer, and then um, uh, the artists are... Um, well, the script and layouts are are by uh, Craig Russell, and then the art is by Scott Hampton. I'm not familiar with um, any other Scott Hampton work at all, but um, I really enjoyed the art in this first issue, and um, I really, really enjoyed the story. So um, I'm looking forward. It's only, um, it's a, I believe, a short um Short, short series. I'm not sure how many issues it's going to be. I think it might be four. I want to say six. four mm-hmm. um, that I read somewhere for. But um, either way, definitely, whether or not you've read the novel or not, pick it up. It was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. And now I'm really excited to see the TV show. Hooray! Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, did it say who did the cover art? Uh, that looks like uh, Dave McKeon. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I know. Yes, this I cover am. is amazing, yeah. actually. We should take a picture and share that, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the cover is amazing. Yeah. I love uh, I, I, Dave I McKeon, yeah. I recognize Dave McKeon's work when I see it. Yeah, the, I, I was trying to see it upside down, and I was like, I need to know who the cover is. <laughs> yeah. There was three covers for it, and mm-hmm. Dave McKeon's was one of them. There was one, another one that was mostly all white. And David Mack. David Mack, yeah. yes. And, and uh, another, another one of my favorite artists. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was another one that just featured, like, one of the gods on it. And oh, my gosh. There's a little short. It's part of the story, but there's a little short excerpt in the back of one of the gods mm-hmm. who I'm just, I have to just share this. She eats this man with her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and after I finished reading, I'm like, I'm all about this. <laughs> <laughs> I read, I read, I know, I vividly recall reading that scene in, uh, on, in the book, uh-huh. and let me tell you, yeah, oh, I love, oh, I, yeah, that I, one's I, nice. I can see it, yeah, that, yeah, but, Bill, uh, Bill is the name of the god, yeah, and, uh, let me tell you, reading it was a thousand times more satisfying, oh, I'm sure, oh, wow. but, um, um, uh, the comic, I can understand that, because visually seeing that, must be great. <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, I, I love American God so much. Y'all have no idea. Oh my god. So I enjoyed this, um, I enjoyed this comic book so much, coupled with Jen's enthusiasm that she has talked me into reading uh, the novel. People, I have not read uh, books without pictures in years. So, <laughs> so uh, definitely, uh, I'm going to take on that undertaking, and I will report back. <laughs> you guys are going to laugh. Um, I actually have not read uh, American Gods. I think I do have a book, a uh, hardcover book. It's damaged, like uh, the actual the uh, the cover is coming off. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look for it and see if I can read it. But you guys are going to laugh at this. I actually own American Gods in um, book on tape. 
phone. Oh. But I don't have a tape player, so I haven't, I haven't heard it. I have no. a tape player in my car. No way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Uh-huh. I, you know what? I'm gonna look for it, and I, so that way, like that, that yeah. way, I can quote unquote read the book. Oh, there you go. I mean, I have, a, I have an hour and a half commute to and from work sometimes. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, yeah. so are you still gonna need that book? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know so that I can know if I should reread it. <laughs> I actually, uh, you know what? I'm very excited. I'm gonna start collecting those. I, uh, you know what? I, I'm kicking myself right now because I saw David Mack and he had, I think, um, one of the variant covers, um, the variant cover he did, mm-hmm. um, and he was signing it, and I didn't purchase one. I should uh, have. I, I bet have. you there'll be quite a few variants at WonderCon this year. I can't mm-hmm. wait. Well, it went. It was hot off the wall this uh, mm-hmm. week. People were calling left and right asking if we had some, and um, we sold out, I'm pretty sure. Have we, we ever se- have we ever seen this happen before where there's a TV show coming out on the cusp of a the actual comic book adaptation of a book? I don't know. No. Is this like the first time ever? Yeah, I think so because I'm recalling right now cuz Marvel always does these prelude comics yes. for most of their yeah. movies and First of all, the only reason we sell out is because we ordered, like, maybe one or two copies. Yeah. Because they're for our full customers, <laughs> and no one ever comes in. And Marvel does advertise these things. They, they're they like, oh, you know, read the comic leading up to this. But they never sell, yeah. and no one's ever interested. Um, and same thing for a lot of uh, TV shows that they've done. The only ones that I can say that it's kind of done is for is um, uh, the cartoon ones that um, uh, it's either Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I, it's usually Dark Horse and um, uh, Boom that mm-hmm. makes them. Over the Garden Wall, Steven Universe, uh, Avatar: yes. The Last uh-huh. Airbender. Those are the those are the only ones that they sell that I can see that with uh, frequency, and that's usually after the TV the kids shows have yeah. come out. The only I the only time I've encountered people not knowing that ever um, uh, one of these was not a TV show was uh, for Avatar The Last Airbender, and I asked one of the kids, uh, They well, they were from France, um, uh, and so I was just like, oh, have you seen the TV show? Have you seen the cartoon? They're like, there's a cartoon? <laughs> and I was just like, like the, the look of joy on their face. <laughs> I was just like, I was I just like dang, I did good. <laughs> like, I love Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, I'm really happy for what I did for them. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm so glad that I was able to reveal to them that there was a cartoon series. Yeah, like, and it's shaping the minds of you. Oh, yeah. One um, comic book at a time. One comic book at a time. <laughs> nice. But um, uh, honestly, yeah, this is the first big one that I can think that we actually sold because we ordered quite a few copies. We did. Mm-hmm. We ordered quite a and you know I said one of that to myself. <laughs> like, was, uh, I was like hands down when they first announced it I was just like oh my god thank you like Bless, bless. Yes, it was on a lot of people's radar. Um, mm-hmm. We had people uh, calling in um, way before it even came out, wanting to know when it was coming. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to ask? Um, on the cusp of you saying that there's a demon or a god that um, eats a man with her vagina, uh-huh. um, <laughs> I'm wondering why this wasn't a DC Vertigo uh, title and instead they went Dark Horse. That's pretty interesting. Oh, you're right. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm just noticing that right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It, was, it was just something that I, I saw in the corner of my eye. I'm like, oh, it's Dark Horse? What? Maybe Neil Gaiman wanted to keep it independent. Maybe yeah, and it's not necessary because 
all the all the vertigo ties into the DC universe, and mm-hmm. I, this probably doesn't oh, have anything. I see. Yeah, because um, what's his name? Midnighter? Uh, or no? no. Um, well, Midnighter was Wildstorm. The guy with the trench coat and uh, oh, Const- oh, Constantine. Constantine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Constantine is a crossover between. So, uh, you. You, th- they do a good job of letting you get the feeling that it's all the same universe. Right, right. Um, and you see some cross other crossovers. Um, Which I, I love too. about DC. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could read about, uh, Con- uh, I could read Constantine and Swamp Thing, and I can read about the the young detectives and the young detectives yeah. and, in, you know, Sandman. So I liked all that. Yeah. Stuff. I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've oh. never finished reading Sandman, which I need to do. In oh, fact, I should probably God. go back to number one and read because you want this me to read them me. with you? Because <laughs> I <didn't> want to. <laughs> this was me when I first started reading Sandman. Um, and it was before I even started working at a comic book shop. I read the first uh, trade. And as I'm reading it, I was like, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But like you got, like I shared with you earlier, when I start something, I have to continue. And even mm-hmm. though I haven't finished, I continued. I was like on the third trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, after I continued, I was like hooked, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I gotta, I gotta keep going." Gotta keep reading. And the only reason I didn't keep reading is because at the time I wasn't working at a comic shop, and I was just when I would go meet Eddie, who was running the eBay store at the time for Jeffries, I would sit there sometimes and wait for him mm-hmm. and just read him off the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then he stopped going. Uh, he uh-huh. stopped. He stopped doing his shift there at the shop, and yeah. so I didn't have access to oh. the books anymore. Yeah. But now I have all the access. No, all the access. All the priority. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Tell me when you get to Fables and Reflections, because oh. that is my favorite okay. volume. It's my favorite one. It's anytime everybody's like, "Oh, where should I start?" I mean, well, you don't technically have to go uh, by the volume numbers. Like, you should start out with this <laughs> one. I was just like, uh, like I love all of the Sandman, but Volume Seven is my literal fave. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Oh God, I love that one so much. Because uh, I love yeah. them. How many are there? There's uh, ten. Ten? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like okay. that. There's ten volumes. I know. Yeah. I know that wall. <laughs> she, yeah, she's <laughs> the master of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of in charge of our trade paperback wall, and so I have almost memorized that. Too, and too do hard. not try to do something your own way, because she will cut you. I will. <laughs> I will. I will. Like I don't. I don't. I don't like anybody messing with my wall. Like, like customers can do it because they're customers. They at least they're, they're buying something. But some of the other employees try to mess with my wall, and I'm just not like <laughs> my wall. <laughs> you don't know how I do things. <laughs> wow, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. So. Um, well, uh, so sorry. What's on I, your radar? Oh shoot! Yeah, <laughs> what is so going on? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, where was we? Where was I going? Now uh-huh. on my radar. On my radar is um, this was on my radar last time, but I couldn't think of it because I forgot. But it's a it's a book. It's a good night stories for rebel girls. It oh. has. It's really cool because um, these creators of this book actually um, were looking at uh, the the library section for the kids. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, uh, picking out uh, where's the story where there's no str- um, a lead female character in the story. And they picked out, like, half the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one has, like, a girl with no actually 
um, a girl character, but with no dialogue, and they picked out half of that. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was actually no stories for children yeah. that represented strong female characters. Mm-hmm. So they made this book so that, you know, moms or dads can read the, uh, these stories about real strong women who made a difference in humanity. Oh, so there's a nonfiction. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, oh should have started with that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, who read them to their daughters or their sons yeah. while they go uh, for a bedtime story. Cool. And they have stories like on Cleopatra, Amelia Earhart, Malala Yosef Sai. Mm-hmm. Am uh-huh. I pronouncing that right? Malala Yosef. Yeah, something like that. I'm sorry. Yosef Sai, I believe. Um, and its creator, Elena Bavoli and Francesca Cavallo, and they both created this book. And um, it's really cool. And those are just some of the women that I actually perused through, but they mm-hmm. have all these other stories about women um, um, that have contributed to our society that had ideas and had dreams and made these things a possibility and, and made it possible. And uh, and I think that's great because that, that, that could just show the, the you know, your young child young kid that you know anything's possible and you can do anything just mm-hmm. because you know there's there's not many books out there that um have strong female characters yeah. um in young storybooks i mean i i just thinking about it um most of them are they're all about you know prince charming mm-hmm. coming to rescue you yeah. or mm-hmm. waking you up with a kiss or saving you from the evil queen i mean yeah I mean, I like to see little girls, like, want to dress like princesses, mm-hmm. but um, I, I really want, I really like it when they're like, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a scientist, I want to be an astronaut, mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that makes me happy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think this book really um, sheds a little light on how we need that more in our lives. I love that title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of Rebel Girl. Rebel Girl. But, um, that song, but, um, yeah, no, I, and, um, for you guys, listeners that have kids and maybe, you know, you know, kind of put this in your, um, in your, like, reading queue for your kids' bedtime stories. I, I'm sure you won't, you won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's on my radar. All right. And this is Jen, and on my radar is actually, um, Headlopper. Now, oh, Headlopper yes. was a series uh, before, and it was quarterly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a quarterly something, so it came out every three months. Uh, but every time it did, the pages, the book was huge. Yes. It was, it was huge. Really thick. It was really thick, and the artwork was absolutely amazing, and it was so much fun. It was. It was a fantasy-slash-adventure comic that was absolutely amazing i loved it so much i'm 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 a sucker for fantasy (laughs) i'm a sucker for well-done fantasy and this was a well-done fantasy adventure it really was and it's basically it's about this one guy (laughs) 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 and he's like super big and buff and ripped and his companion which is the beheaded head <laughs> of, a, of a witch uh-huh. and she talks she to him is freaking amazing she is she's amazing she's funny she she's snarky and she keep constantly keeps messing with him yes but she helps him out at uh-huh. the same time yeah so it's uh so when you say she's snarky and kind of mean to him but she helps him out it reminds me of salem the cat from Sabrina like you said that I'm like oh that sounds like Sabrina and I just I loved I loved this um, uh, this series when it was uh, came out and it had been 
the first volume is out, and mm-hmm. it collects, the, I believe, it ran for, what, four issues? I think it was four, yes. Yeah, I, it was four issues, but they were all huge, so this mm-hmm. thing is is it's pretty big. It's pretty hefty to read. But if you want something that's kind of, like, along the lines of Conan, with a little bit of Sandman thrown in. No way. <laughs> like, legit, legit. Like, this is, this is perfect. This is... It's absolutely perfect. And so issue number one of the second volume, I guess you could say, um, it's Headlopper and, oh, I'm forgetting the title. And I had no idea it was coming out when I saw it on the wall this week. I was like, oh, uh-huh. my God. Same, same. I was just like, oh, my God, it's back. Yeah. I was just like, I thought, I thought they were done, but no, they're not done. And I'm just like, uh, bless. Prayer hands emoji sign. And it's just, um. I absolutely love it, and I read the first issue, and it's just as great. So I either, on your radar, pick up that first volume, yes. which is amazing, or if you want to, con- you just want to like get that number one that is out right now. Go ahead and do it because it is it's it's an adventure thing, and it's just like it's it's very much kind of those like you can pick up at any time. This dude is out trekking, and it's the start of a new adventure. So. Uh, definitely recommend give all the kudos to it. Nice. Excellent, guys. That's been a really good on the radar. I'm very happy. I'm actually excited. I I, um, I haven't collected single issue, issues book, but these, these sound really promising. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, guys, um, we were talking and teasing that at the beginning of the episode that we we're going to do a free giveaway. Um, we're not going to say what we're going to give away, but it's going to be a, a little prize. Um, it may be a prize basket of several things. So, listeners, listen up. What you have to do in order to win this prize or prizes, um, our first giveaway, is uh, you have to review us on iTunes, um, and we will pick... um, I, I, I wouldn't say the best, but we will randomly no, we'll pick. randomly pick out of all um, of the um, all of the rates, uh, the new rates. Is that what it's called? The new reviews. Out of all the new rate. reviews between now and the end of April, we will put them all into a hat and we will pick a winner. And um, we're going to try to make this uh, prize a really good one. And just uh, keep in mind that. Um, I own a comic book shop. I have all the good stuff. Mike dropped. She's going to drop the mic. Definitely. Um, and also, um, I'm just going to throw this out there because I just thought of it when uh, you were talking about comic book shop. Um, I will give out a, another small prize for the best review. The one that I feel like is heartfelt, like a really <laughs> inspiring, uh, interesting, unique review. Um. Uh, yeah. So try to be creative. I, I mean, want to know how I saved your life. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Like you, you just got to be epic about it. I, I, I want to know how we inspired you to read the comic books we've been reviewing. Yes. Or or, mm-hmm. or uh, how we changed your life. Or you know. How <laughs> you, or, you know something something amazing. I mean, you you guys read comic books, I assume. So I'm sure you're very creative, interesting, wonderful people out there. So. Another little gift out for that, and we will again um, let let the winner know who the winner is, um, and also we're gonna announce it on the podcast at mm-hmm. the end of April. Yes, cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. And a 
get 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 to uh, writing those reviews, guys. <laughs> and we shout gotta out work, 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 work. work, work. work. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Commodities C Comics on Instagram. You can get us at uh, Commodities C Comics. And you can tweet us at Comic Comadres on Twitter. Shoot out some questions if you have anything nice to say. Uh, or if you have anything bad to say, I'm here and I will fight you. <laughs> we, we, uh, come we just, at me. Yeah, we just want you to talk to us, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always find us on Facebook in that you guys know. And also, um, what was it I was going to say? Thank you to Eric Compton, Eric, for supplying us with some beer. Thank you for listening, and guys, have a great day, and get to writing. Yay! We have been your hosts. I am Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jennifer. Thanks, guys. Bye. Ciao.